0: Hey everyone, this is Jim, and you're listening to the Faith Tested by Fire podcast. Hey everyone, this is Jim again. And we're back. Today, I just want to share a a few things with you to help encourage you this weekend. Um, About, um, I say, a month or two ago, I was listening to an old testimonial um, that a a preacher was sharing. This was from back in the 90s. And at the time, the uh, man that he was talking to uh, was telling him about uh, a physical problem incurable, um, problem that he had back in the 1950s. So at the time he had heard about healing and miracles for the very first time back in the, in the fifties and his back was in such bad condition and the doctors couldn't do anything for him. And he didn't want to have it operated on because the type of operations weren't very successful. Uh, or something along those lines. But anyway, the point is, is that he had a condition and there wasn't any relief and there wasn't any help over the near horizon. So he decided that he would suck up his pride because he came from a, a denomination that believed that healing and miracles passed away with the apostles. And they ignored Uh, Such scriptures like Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and that um, God, what is it easier to say, son, your sins be forgiven you, or rise up, take up your bed and walk. In other words, healing and forgiveness go hand in hand. Like it says in the Old Testament, in the 103rd Psalm, he says that God forgives all our iniquities and heals all of our diseases. And then in the book of James, it says the prayer of faith will save the sick. The Lord will raise him up, and if he has committed any sin, they shall be forgiven him. So forgiveness and healing uh, are basically one is to the the spirit man, the inner man, and the other is to the outer man. And a lot of times um, sin, according to the Bible, opens the door for sickness and disease. Not all the time, though. So every case can be different. But not to go too much into that. He came from a denomination that believed that healing passed away when the original disciples, apostles, passed away. So, and, and it's easy for people to accept that kind of belief because if you pray and you don't see a result, then for you it might as well have passed away because it's not a reality in your life. So this man decided to go to this um, evangelistic crusade where another man was praying for sick people, and they were reporting that miracles were happening. He went up there with maybe an ounce of faith, just enough faith to get him to stand in line to see what would happen. And the man laid hands on him and then looked at him and told him exactly what his problem was. God gave that man a word of knowledge, just one of those gifts of the Spirit that manifests as the Spirit wills uh, from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And the man received an instant miracle. He was able to bend over without pain, touch his toes. And so he went about all over telling people what had happened. So then some years passed by, several years, and he um, had another physical problem that turned up. So he went and he asked somebody in the church to pray for him. Um, by that time, he was in a church where they believed in healing and miracles That Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and nothing happened. So then he heard about another healing evangelist that had uh, that was going to be in town. So he waited till he came to town, got in line um, when there was a call for the sick to come up to be prayed for. This man prayed for him, and nothing happened. So then he figured that he's going to find out where that original evangelist was, who had prayed for him several years before, and go back and have him pray again. And so it took some time, but he was able to track him down and where he had was holding meetings, gotten a long line of people like he had before that. The man prayed for him again, and this time nothing happened. So he was really discouraged, and um, what, what he told this preacher, now we're fast-forwarding to the 90s, he said, what I did at the time was I I just figured that for some reason I didn't understand God didn't want me to have it or or maybe there was something that I I was missing but it just wasn't happening. So he explained faith uh to him. The preacher explained faith to this man. It took a while for him to get it that sometimes God just does miracles. But you don't have to rely on a special move of the power of God and you don't have to rely on a, on a, on a personality um, that God works through. You can go to God yourself at any time with the Bible. You can pray according to Mark eleven twenty four, the prayer of faith. And faith is the evidence of things not seen. And you can thank God for the answers by faith un, until it happens, until it comes to pass. So one of the scripture verses is the one I just said, Mark eleven twenty four. It says, What things soever you desire when you pray, not after you pray or not when you see it, but when you pray, believe you receive it. And if you believe you receive it when you pray, then you'll have it down the line. Now, down the line may mean uh, a day, a week, a month, maybe longer. But the point is, is that if I'm praying today and it's Saturday and Sunday comes and there's still no result, I believe I received it this past Saturday. And if a week goes by, I believe I received it when I prayed a week ago on Saturday. And if a month goes by, I believe it happened 30 days ago when I prayed and so on and so forth. Now, that doesn't mean that you deny uh, physical symptoms because the physical symptoms are real, especially if they're pain. Or the problem of not having enough money to write a check and pay uh, a mortgage or a rent or a car payment or whatever it is, that's real. I mean, that's not fake and there's real consequences that come with that thing not working right or being broken or not having enough or being sick or whatever. Everybody knows that. So the idea is, is that, uh, well, let, let's, let's read a few verses and take a look. Philippians 4, 6, it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and per- and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So What is the with thanksgiving for? The with thanksgiving is you're not waiting until you see the answer before you give thanksgiving. And that's what a lot of people do. It's easy to be thankful when the pain is gone. It's easy to be thankful when there's enough money in your bank account. It's easy to be thankful when the situation is changed. It doesn't take any faith for that. Even people that don't believe in God can experience thankfulness. When a problem that was there is no longer there. But according to the Bible, we walk by faith and not by sight. According to the Bible, when you pray, believe you receive. So if you're going to believe you receive when you pray, then quite naturally by extension to that, when would you be giving thanksgiving for the answer? When you see it? No, absolutely not. You'd be giving thanksgiving right after you finished praying. So it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Now what I've learned from personal experience is if I'm dealing with doubts and fears and worries, there's no use me pretending that I'm not dealing with those things. I have to let it out sometimes i'll I'll let it out to somebody in the family I'll just let them know you know I'm human, and this is the way I'm thinking about this and and you know I'm looking for some natural encouragement, but the same thing goes when I'm praying there's no use in me tucking away some of the things that maybe I'm not too proud of I mean I don't know about you, but as a believer, somebody trusts God if I feel fear and I'm operating in fear, I don't really feel very proud about that, and I think, wow, this type of behavior is probably really disappointing God but you know, there's times just like anybody else where certain problems just seem a little deep at the time and all the negative emotions can seem overwhelming. And I wonder to myself, you know, I think this problem seems to be beyond me to deal with effectively. I'm praying, I'm looking to God, but he seems like he's a million miles away right now. And I know that according to the Bible, he's not because it says he'll never leave us or forsake us. But still, it feels like I've kind of been forsaken because – or I've kind of been left here to my own devices because I don't see any answer. But yet I know that by faith, we walk by faith and not by sight. So what happens when all those elements come together? It's like a storm and you – the doubt that you know you shouldn't be doubting, suddenly questions come into your mind and it can be frustrating. You can be frustrated with yourself. You can be frustrated with God So if you are frustrated right now, there's no sense in pretending or acting like you're not, you know, Um, acting like you're not frustrated by faith. I guess you could do that. But, you know, I would just be honest, get all those things out, because if anybody can help you, it's God. If anybody can reach down inside you and pull those things out, which are tormenting you, it's not going to be your own intellect because you would have done it already. It's not going to be some other book or somebody else, especially if you've been dealing with something a while. You have to go to God for yourself. So anyway, back to the story. This, this man came to the same conclusion that I'm talking about right here, right now. He decided to believe the Bible for himself, to forget about getting in the prayer lines, forget about sending in the prayer request to the popular ministries of the day. He decided that he was going to believe that God had healed him, and thank god for it every day so every day he would take a little bit of time he say thank you father god i believe you've heard me in jesus name i thank you that my body is healed and normal even though i can't feel it even though i can't sense the answer i thank you that you've heard and answered the prayer and i just trusting you one one day at a time one moment at a time and that's the way you have to do it the bible says in the in the gospel of matthew not to be um concerned about what you were gonna eat and what you're gonna drink and the clothes you're gonna wear, all those things that the Gentiles seek after. It says to actually let let, let me pause this. Let me let me turn there and read it directly, because this goes right along with this line of thought. Okay, Matthew chapter six, um Let's start in verse um, 24. It says, No man can serve two masters, for he will either hate one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You can't, cannot serve God and mammon or money. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body what you shall put on. Is not life more than meat and the body more than raiment or clothing? And... Then it goes on to say that which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit to his stature? And um, in verse 32, it says, The um, Father knows that you have need of all these things, so seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. So, if you know that God will never leave you for. or or forsake you, then even though you just have enough to get through today, you're not worried about tomorrow. Because as long as he's here, then you're going to have what you need when tomorrow gets here. But you see, our, our entire world focuses on having money, not just for today, but for tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, and to pile up money so that you have more than you need. And absolutely, it's great to have more money than you need, because if you have just what you need, then you have nothing left over to give to anybody. You can't be a giver if you just have enough to get by. But when you look at this from the worry angle, a lot of people, even believers, I'm talking about believers now, they want more than they need because they're worried about not having enough. They're not worried about having enough to give. They're worried about not having enough to pay their bills. They're worried about not having enough when they retire. They're worried about not having enough to put their children through school. I don't say that for condemnation. I'm just saying where it's at. We're all human beings. We're all faced with the, with the same temptation. So you can get off on the other side and make faith like a work where, where your faith is a way of earning um, answers to prayer. But the, the idea and, – and this is one of the things that you have to remember – is your faith is a gift from God. Because not all men have faith, it says. But you do. And it's impossible for you not to have faith and to believe on the name of Jesus. The very fact that you believe on the name of Jesus and that you believe that he is, is the fact that you have God given faith in your new, in your spirit, in your inner man. So you take that same faith to believe that Jesus is, and you take the same faith to believe that you believe that you are forgiven. And you apply that to every other area of your life where you have a need in. So if it's sickness or disease, instead of just believing that Jesus is a forgiver, you start believing and saying with your mouth that Jesus is a miracle worker. You start thanking him for a miracle before you can see it. So let's say I have uh, pain in my body. I'm not going to deny that there's pain in my body. I'm just not going to talk about it and focus on that. Instead, I'm going to focus on that Jesus is a healer, that Jesus is a miracle worker, that Jesus never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That, as the Bible says, at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, of things in heaven, and things on earth, and things under the earth. So, we do these things by faith, not by feeling. That's faith. That's taking a step out in faith. That's faith in action. So today, today, I can think of several areas where I can thank God for something that I haven't seen yet, that I haven't experienced yet, that I can't touch yet. I can thank God for those things by faith. Now, I don't want to make it like a ritual where I just, my heart's not in it, and I'm just saying, thank you, Lord, for making me well, and then I spend the rest of the day depressed because I don't feel well. Or I don't want to say, thank you, God, for, for, providing the money I need for a vehicle or to pay taxes or to send my kids to school and then just be bummed out because inside I know I really don't expect to see that. Instead, I want to make this take some quality time. By quality time, I'm not even talking about spending an hour as opposed to five minutes. I'm just saying that I want to make sure my heart is in what I'm doing because Faith doesn't work if your heart's not in it. If you're not determined that I'm going to come to God and get what the Bible promises, if you don't have that determination at least in your heart, then this will never. This rarely works for you. And I, and I say that from having been doing this for thirty years and having experienced great successes as well as some disappointments along the line, because. I allow my mind to get into negative thinking. I allow myself to listen to what other people said. And I allow myself to be talked out of certain things and do it another way. So, But I've learned from those mistakes. I've made the corrections so that I don't make that mistake again the next time. The next time that I face that challenge, I'm going to believe God. I'm going to keep on believing God no matter what happens. And I'm going to believe God one day at a time instead of thinking today about what might happen tomorrow or what might happen the day after that or what might happen the day after that, right? So you're not believing God's going to do anything. You're believing that you received it when you prayed. It's here, present with you now. Sure, maybe it may be present side by side along with your problem. You have the answer on the right hand. You have the problem on the left hand. But you're not going to focus on the problem. You're going to focus for the answer, which is in your right hand. And as you do that, it's God's responsibility, not yours, not your willpower, not your stick to itness. But it's God's power that makes the problem that's in your left hand disappear so that all you have left is the answer in your right hand. Does that make any sense? So if I'm believing that my needs have been met and that I have what I need financially, then – Yes, I may have an empty bank account in the left hand, but I have a full bank account in the right hand. And I'm not going to let one, the bad one, override the good one in my heart. Instead, I'm going to focus twice as much on what I have in the right hand. Now, the reason why I say focus twice as much is there's certain things you just can't ignore, right? I mean, if the roof is leaking, you can't ignore the dripping sound. If the car is on blocks, you can't ignore that you can't get in it and drive down the road. If the semester started and you didn't have enough so that your child could register, you can not pretend that it didn't start and that you do have enough at that time. What you got to look at is the fact that, yes, you got the problem on the left hand, but even more important, you got the solution in the right hand And you're walking by faith. You're not walking by sight. You're giving thanksgiving by faith. You're not giving. You're not complaining about the problem. And the you shall have it part is totally in God's hands. It's not in your hands. So you have nothing to be afraid about. All God is asking you to do is to believe and to trust him and to do it one day at a time. That's why Jesus said, don't Take thought saying, What shall we eat? meaning tomorrow, or What shall we drink? meaning tomorrow, because sufficient is the evil in the current day. So, I'm going to put my bookmark in it there, and I could go on and on about this, but I just really want to encourage you to keep on believing, just like the Bible says ask and it shall be given, you seek and you shall find, knock and it shall be opened. If you're knocking at the door and it appears that no one's answering, don't get discouraged and walk away. Just keep on knocking. Keep on trusting God. Keep on praying in such a way that you're casting your cares over to him. You're acknowledging that nothing is impossible with him and you're also acknowledging nothing is impossible To those who believe, you're walking by faith, not by sight. You're doing it one day at a time so you don't burn out. And you're keeping your focus where it needs to be. Okay, that's it for now. Again, this is Jim. For more information, please visit the website at www.faithtestedbyfire.com. That address again, www.faithtestedbyfire.com. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend.